Thanks for joining us for the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise. To contact us, call us at 208-331-4096. That number again is 208-331-4096. Now here's Joel Van Hoogen. In considering the evidence that God gives us to believe in Him, to place faith in Him for our life needs, God binds Himself to us in covenant names. Yahweh is the name of promise that God gives to His people. Yahweh Jireh, the Lord who provides. Yahweh Shalom, the Lord who is our peace. Yahweh Sidkenu, the Lord who is our righteousness. Yahweh Shema, the Lord who is ever-present. Yahweh Imkadesh, the Lord who makes holy. Yahweh Nisi, the Lord our banner or our victory. And God gave to the people of Israel also this name, Yahweh Rothe, the Lord who heals thee. We'll pull the tape back today and revisit the life of Christ, demonstrating for us that we may claim through Him all that God has pledged Himself to be to us by faith. So if you study the life of Christ, you'll see that He is offering Himself before the people and He is demonstrating before the people that He is the fulfillment of these very compound names that we've just spoken of, these names that we've just referred to. And if you follow His life, you can see how He's demonstrating the fulfillment of these names and the offering of Himself to the people in this way, in covenant with Him. So, Jehovah Roche, the Lord our shepherd, you'll remember that The Lord Jesus, we are told, looked upon the people of Israel as sheep without a shepherd. That he had declared to this Canaanite woman that we read about in Matthew chapter 15, that he had come for the lost sheep of Israel. In John chapter 10, the Lord Jesus says in verse 11, I am the good shepherd and I lay my life down for the sheep. He comes among us, he feeds us, he leads us, he cares for us. He's our king. And he came to them as their king, their shepherd. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Obviously, the great provision that Christ provides for us is the provision of His very life that He offers up for us at the cross, but all through His earthly life, He was demonstrating His power to provide. He feeds the 5,000, breaking the bread and feeding them the fishes, and again, He feeds on another occasion. A large gathering of Gentiles in the area of the Decapolis or the Gentile area around the Sea of Galilee. There's a tax that's due in the temple, and he takes Peter out, and they go fishing, and they catch a fish, and, and in the fish, because they didn't seem to have the money that was needed to pay for the tax, and in the fish's mouth was the coin, just that they needed to pay the due temple tax, and when they needed a place to stay and to have a meal for the last meal, the Lord Jesus provided, we don't know how, but he provided by his own sovereign hand and direction the place where they were to eat together, and When he was dying on the cross, his mother was at the foot of the cross and she had no one to care for her in her old age because her oldest son was dying and apparently her husband was dead as well. The Lord Jesus paused in the midst of his suffering to provide for the need of Mary. He says, Mary, I want you to see this man next to you was John, the Apostle John. He's going to be your son now. And John, I want you to see Mary. She's going to be your mother. And he provided for her care. He is the Lord who provides for us, Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Shalom. The Lord our peace. From the outset of his birth and the angelic announcement of his coming, what was the message? Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And the Lord Jesus demonstrated this provision of peace and wholeness in the midst of the storm. Remember when they're in the boat and the disciples are in fear of their life and it's about to sink. And what is the Lord Jesus doing? He's asleep in the boat. 
He's at perfect rest in the midst of the storm. And when they come panicking and waking him up, what does he do? He says, but a word of command and the storm ceases and all things are calm and at peace. Well, not entirely. All the men in the boat now have a storm brewing within them. And they're full of fear, but oh, he's the Lord of peace. He's the one who provides wholeness and fullness. When he left his disciples, he left them with a promise. He said, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. He is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Jehovah Sekeno, the Lord our righteousness. We know it's true, Jesus was a sinless man. He lived a life of complete moral perfection in every way. He showed us how to live life justly and righteously, and he called men to follow him, but he did more than this. He did more than just set an example. He offered up himself to be our righteousness in our place, and he gives it to us now. He is the Lord, our righteousness. Jehovah Shema, the Lord who is ever-present. One of the wonderful things about the incarnation where God became flesh and dwelt among us is that God became flesh and dwelt among us. He became present with us. He took on our life and our weakness and he identified with us in every way. See, it might mean near to us and draw near to us and the majesty of all that God was clothed in such a way that he might gently come near us and take us up in his arms and reveal himself to us. He was God in our presence and God among us. How interesting when God made himself known to the earth that men did not run from his presence but ran to it to be with him. The Lord ever present. And what did Christ promise to us? If we would go to the ends of the earth to proclaim his good message. He said, listen, look, I'll be with you even to the end of the age. Ever present with us, Jehovah Shema. Jehovah Im Kadesh means the Lord who makes holy. And the Lord Jesus showed us the power to make holy as he walked upon the earth. Nothing in the minds of the Jews was more impure than leprosy other than dead bodies. These two things were the most defiling things. And our Lord Jesus came to the lepers and he touched them. And he was not made unclean. They were made whole and he made them holy. And the Lord Jesus came to those who were dead and he called upon them and touched them and they were raised to life. And what he was demonstrating was not simply his healing power. He was demonstrating the power he had to make that which was defiled and unholy and decaying and moving into this corruption, holy and pure and clean. He's the Lord who sanctifies. He makes us holy still, doesn't he? If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, your testimony is that he can make the foulest clean. He did it for me. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, our banner, our victory. You know, every day that the disciples walked with the Lord Jesus, they had a growing sense that they were on the winning side. They had an idea that they were stepping up into future glory. As they heard his teachings, that he spoke with such tremendous authority, as they saw the power that he exhibited over demonic powers themselves, demanding them and commanding them to leave, and he declared that he had bound the strong men. As they saw his provision and his miraculous works, there was a sense in which they were growing in confidence more and more. Peter says, Jesus, we've left everything for you. What will we get? Oh, if you've left houses and family, you'll get tenfold that now and more so in the kingdom. So confident were they that even as he's expressing the fact that he's going to go to the cross and suffer and die, they can't hear it. Instead, they're debating. They can't hear it over the debate they're having with one another. You know what they're debating? 
which one of them is going to be the greatest in his kingdom? You know, some of them are actually James and John. Go to their mother. Hey, mom, would you do us a favor? By the way, James and John were cousins of the Lord Jesus, so this was Jesus' aunt. Would you go to Jesus and, and ask him if we could sit on his right-handed left hand when he comes into his kingdom? Dear ones, they were planning for victory. And when Christ died on the cross, in their eyes at that moment, the victory that they had hoped for and planned for was all coming crashing down, but actually it's upon the cross that Christ made his great declaration of victory. He said, to Telestai, it's finished. The work is done. It's been accomplished. Victory has been won. The grave has been vanquished. He's won us back from defeat and destruction and rebellion. He's vanquished the grave. He is, he is the Lord Jehovah Nissi, our victory. And now then, here's this other one. Listen to it. If you embrace these other expressions of Christ, you have to embrace this as well. Jehovah Rophe, the Lord, our healer. Actually, no aspect of his messianic presentation, no expression of the covenant God given to the people of Israel was more fully displayed in the earthly ministry of Jesus Christ than that of Jehovah Rophe, the Lord, our healer. So you study his life, and you read the books of the New Testament. It's a story going from one place to the next, and it's actually transitioning from one point of miraculous expression of his healing power to another point of miraculous expression of his healing power given to the people of Israel, calling them into covenant life with him. Folks, the Christian looks forward to the return of Jesus Christ. We look forward to going to heaven we look forward to the opening up of eternity in which we'll experience the fullest expressions of the Lord Jesus to our hearts and our lives and we'll enter into the culminating glory of this covenant relationship with Him and there we'll know Him as our King as we've never known Him and we'll know Him as our peace as we never know Him and we'll know Him as our provider, the one who gives provision to us as we've never known Him before, as our righteousness in a way that we've taken by faith but we'll see so fully and clearly for we'll be like Him for we'll see Him as He is We'll know him as the one who's ever present with us and we'll always be in his presence. The Bible says to be, we will ever be with the Lord. We'll know him as the one who makes us completely and utterly holy and we'll gather in his presence and not have to retreat, but we'll gather in, before his throne and worship with all the holy angels. There he will be our victory and he will be our victor. There he will bring to us the healing that our bodies are longing for and our bodies and souls will experience uh, the power and the infusion of his life giving power to us that will be unending so that we can run and never go weary and we can walk and never go faint and we'll never tire and we'll never even need to go to sleep. We'll see and experience Christ in this covenant expression of who he is in its full culminated glory to which we in this day and age only get slices of that glory, only get foretaste of that glory. It's all going to come to us fully then we had a long for the day. But let me ask you a question. Is the Lord Jesus right now the covenant God who is ever present with you? And do you comfort yourself in his presence by faith now? Do you believe it? Do you have evidence for that in your life? Do you claim his presence, the ever-present Lord? Does he offer you now his peace? Is he still the Lord who brings you peace? And do you now find yourself 
drawing in near to him to claim the peace and comfort that only he can provide. Even though it will be known fully then, you claim it now. And of his righteousness, and of his holiness, and of his victory, and of his provision to meet all of your needs. Is this also something right now in this life that you claim and take advantage of by faith? Do you? Can you present evidence from your life and testimony from your life today that this is the case and you can believe him and trust him for these things? Of course you can. Of course you do. What would the Christian life be if you didn't? What would the Christian life be if you couldn't? It would be a farce. It would be nothing but a bunch of empty words. It would be fanaticism. So now... If you can take from Jesus by way of the covenant here on earth and at this present hour these provisions and pledges of his life that you will one day experience in full culminating glory over there, but even now you live by faith. Let me ask you this by faith. Are you taking him as your healer too? Can you? Will you? Has you offered all the other ones but withdrawn this one from you? No. If you can take Christ for all these things, of course you can take him for this as well. The Lord Jesus has covenanted. God has covenanted and pledged himself to us now and for all eternity in this way. That's the evidence. It's the evidence for a faith that is trusting expectantly to draw from Christ health and healing. This has been the ministry of the Bread of Life. To learn more about our work around the world, go to cpeonline.org or to discover our mission fellowship here in Boise, Idaho, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Until the next time, may God bless you.